Okay, welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek, and we're still doing our COVID-19 intro, even though we thought might be done with that by now. Um, we, this is another zombies episode, and just to do a quick recap of where we are, uh, Todd has successfully, or at least somewhat, camouflaged the camp. He's having his people build pillboxes and drilling them in archery. If you recall, he sent out um, two patrols to take down street locations within a few mile radius of the camp as to uh, continue to protect the location of it. One team came back, one has not. Uh, back in the camp, a patrol found... <clears throat> Well, one patrol found an injured uh, camp worker who went missing looking for the for a hiker. And another patrol just had a jumpy guy named Jim, which is now referred to forever as Jim Jumpy, who shot a gun at basically nothing. Uh, this is pretty much where we're at, except uh, the injured worker was taken to the infirmary and Todd wanted to have him strapped down naked and observed. And the camp owner doesn't want his uh his employee to be treated like that so we'll pick it back up there this is the first real controversy todd that you have had with this guy he's pretty much let you do whatever you want but he is uh standing pat he will not let you just like strap this guy down naked to a table <clears throat> all right here here's my issue uh with uh strapping him down and stripping him naked it wasn't some kind of you know crazy sexual thing it was i wanted to see if he was bitten anywhere i don't really want to get into an argument this early in the stage with the guy but i'm going to say you're going to have to have someone watch over him for the next 24 hours to make sure he's not bitten and i'm like it's on you to make sure he doesn't turn okay so you see um you see him get that look that people get when they they suddenly have a responsibility they don't want to have but he gets it. It's his employee. It's his responsibility. It's his camp. He's not going to restrain the guy. They are going to give him a once over and check out his wounds. You no know, preliminary findings and just seem to be general scratches from the woods. And uh, like he maybe got a cut on his leg from falling. It's a pretty bad gash. Doesn't look like a bite mark. When he regains consciousness, they're they're going to just interrogate him on what happened. But as of right now, he's still unconscious. Okay, uh, my question is <clears throat> on this. Do I have anybody that's on my side that kind of agreed with me when this whole confrontation happened? Because I, I want to know, because if so, I want to talk to that person. I want to have them standing outside of the building you know, watch it. Because I really don't trust the camp director at this point. Because he's really not thinking clearly. He's thinking with his heart, not with his head. Um, so in the infirmary, it was basically just you, the director, and maybe one or two other employees. I'll say like two other employees of the camp help bring him in and get him situated. So one of them uh, comes up to you after you after you exit the infirmary and is going to basically just tell you that he agrees with your approach. Maybe not necessarily restraining him, but that he definitely needs to be watched. All right. I'm going to talk to that employee <clears throat> and basically tell him, you know, you just basically need to hang around here and make sure he doesn't leave. If he does leave, I need you to follow him. And we need to keep a close eye on him for like the next 24 to 48 hours to make sure he's not infected. So we don't have a problem here at the camp. Uh, and I want to ask him if that's cool, if he's okay with that. I said, don't do anything. If anything, uh, if there's an issue, you know, I'm like going to tell him to come get me and we'll take it from there. Okay, the guy's actually pretty excited to help. He, he tells you he's a big Walking Dead fan. That, you know, he, he, he really knows, or at least he thinks he knows his stuff with this uh, kind of thing. And he, he doesn't want what happens on that show on the regular to happen in this camp. So he, he's um, 
you, he'll basically stay as a sentry and keep a lookout on the guy in the infirmary, and he'll report any changes in behavior or demeanor, or if he's if his health seems to just start failing, he'll let you know immediately. Okay, that sounds good. Not that I don't trust the guy, but I don't trust the guy. I'm gonna go over to Lindsay and tell her to check periodically on this guy to see if she's heard anything or he's seen anything where we might be in jeopardy. Just a quick, hey, how's everything going? Todd sent me over just to see if, if the guy's still in, you know, the building or if they've let him go and what's going on. Just sort of like a kind of a heads up uh, just because I don't know what, how well he does his job or anything else. And this is kind of life or death. So I'm just going to send her out. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just going to like leave it up to him and to her dealing with this this issue, which I'm not too happy with. And I still got the roving patrols. I also uh, want to start making an announcement, so I'm going to call everybody over who's not actually on active duty doing something to come to the center of the camp in the parking lot uh, so I can talk to them about, you know, next steps. Okay, so, um, yeah, everybody everybody's going to come over and listen to you. I think as far as the um, the people in the camp are concerned, you're like you've pretty much taken over as the leader of this situation, or at least that's the general vibe I would get. If there was an election, I think you would win, so to say. So everybody's coming over to hear what you have to say since you've been doing a pretty good job so far. All right, now that I have everybody who's who's not actively doing something around, um, I just want to like talk to everybody about you know next steps and everything else. Um, this time being. We've got the dog patrols. I think we've got um, three dog patrols. My two dogs, um, and I, th I might we might have four. I, I can't remember now I, uh, that I'm thinking about it. Um, perhaps Derek will, will remind me. Um, it was three or four. So I want those to continue, but I wanted a show of hands that, of people that were actually hunters and are capable of hunting and have hunted before and know how to hunt, blah, blah, blah. I have not, but it's a really useful skill. And I want to pair them, people who have not hunted before, and I want them to go out in groups of three, the hunter, the non-hunter who's willing to learn, and then a uh, basically a scout or someone to watch their back as they are out there hunting. Okay, so for the dog teams, you have four dog teams. Uh, one dog team is both of your dogs, and the other dog teams are just three in, or one individual dog. So us, us, since it was everybody who wasn't doing anything, so I'll say you had about ten people. Of those ten people, two raised their hands as being experienced hunters. All right, I, um, I'll go with the two hunters. Uh, with those ten people, uh, I also want to pick someone out of that group uh, that's willing to go hunting. And then I need another one who, who will act as a scout and lookout for those people. So we're looking at six of those 10 people, if possible, uh, will volunteer. I also want to find out of those two hunters, if they've ever bow hunted, I prefer the least amount of noise as possible. I don't know how many of them are bow hunters. Obviously that's my preference, but we can't always get what we want in the zombie apocalypse, so I will find out of those, and then I'm going to assign the remaining four uh, some other duties that I want uh, taken care of. Okay, so one of the hunters is uh, is only proficient with a hunting rifle, and the other one has experience hunting with a bow. Uh, that being said, they... It, both of them think they would be better off hunting alone, or at the very, at the very least, people can help them set up like a stand in a tree and just maybe camouflage themselves and be ready to go help drag the carcass back 
of whatever deer they shoot or whatever animal. Just because if there's three people together, there's it's going to be uh, animals probably going to be able to pick up on three humans together. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I am not too concerned with just getting deer. I mean, if they have bit, if they see bear, if they see rabbit, anything else. I'm okay with that. I don't want to just limit ourselves to just deer. Uh, deer are, you know, by their very nature, uh, hunted. So they're 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 the perfect prey in that they're always on the lookout. Whereas a bear might not necessarily be. And I'm okay. I, you know what I mean? Meat is meat. In my in uh, where I'm thinking about it. Uh, but I don't want them going out alone. No one's ever going out alone. That's a non. That's a non-starter. Uh, I understand that the inexperience might be more loud or whatever else, and you know that kind of thing. It's also part of the reason why I want them to go out with the experienced hunters to begin with to get some more experience. So it, the the, the bare minimum that's going with any hunter is two other people: uh, a hunter in training, so to speak, and a scout, you know, and or uh, lookout as you might uh, say. I don't want to get any more of these uh, people who are jumpy, so I want to weed them out as soon as possible because we're going to be getting hit, I'm assuming at some point very soon, with a zombie horde. So I really don't want the trigger happy to start shooting off bullets to give away our location. So um, I'm going to you know pair those people and whoever I think is least likely to be jumpy uh, to go with the actual hunters so we can go out. Uh, but no hunters ever going out by themselves. It's just, I, it's a it's a wasted resource. And again, I'm going to reaffirm to them that it's not just deer. You're really getting anything. Bear are not generally uh, hunted as much as deer, so their survival instincts aren't the same as deer, where they're automatically going to run from anything. So bear meat's fine. Uh, worst case scenario, I'd rather eat bear meat than no meat. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to set up the teams, and I'm going to send them out. Okay, so the process is actually pretty straightforward. Um, you ask for people with outdoors experience, people that don't seem squeamish, and you get the you get four volunteers to join the hunters right away, and the other four kind of just don't want to, which is pretty straightforward. So uh, you'll dispatch your hunting teams. I'm, I'm guessing the one guy's taking his rifle because he can't really hunt with a bow, but they're going to go look for meat. Uh, they'll probably be gone for a few hours easily. Okay, um, with the four remaining people, I'm going to have them stand. I'm going to give them a, a little uh, talk about, uh, w you know, what the hunters are doing. Obviously, they're there, so they know what they're doing. But I want them at the entryways to where the hunters went off to. I also want them to let them know not to automatically shoot uh, anyone coming out of the woods. Because uh, it might be the hunters coming back from, you know, their hunting trips. And I want the other two... Kind of close by, kind of uh, patrolling the area, just to make sure we don't get any unwanted visitors. So I've got two at the entry points to the woods where the hunters are going. And I've got the other two, uh, I'm going to say 15 to 20 feet patrolling that area, making sure nothing's coming in at us, where they can assist if those sentries that I have at those entry points uh, into the woods um give kind of notice that there's there's an issue okay um yeah they're all too eager to help so they're gonna do what you told them to do and basically when they start you know when they start going to do what you told them to do you you hear a vehicle uh approach the camp all right so i've got my guns on me and i've got my knives on me so i'm gonna run to um the driveway uh, or what? Where? Where was the driveway into the camp? Uh, I'm also going to uh, gather any people 
that were close to me to have them go and I want them to camouflage themselves into the woods nearby the entryway to the camp. Uh, I don't know how many people that is. You're going to tell me. And then I'm also going to be at the entryway of the camp, which is uh, by this time blocked. And hopefully those pillboxes are set up and we've got people in them. All right. So you know, you, you only grab, you're only able to grab a couple people, but you run over to the driveway and you have, you have no sense of panic whatsoever because as you can see, it's it's the vehicle you sent out to uh, retrieve road signs, the one that hadn't come back yet. So the, that team is now back, and they report to you that they were able to remove the signs, and they also uh, essentially robbed a gas station. Not not that there was anyone there to actually you know rob at gunpoint or anything, but that they uh, they went into the convenience store of a gas station and took anything edible or drinkable that they could get their hands on. Excellent work. Excellent work. Uh, I'll have the people that are at the driveway uh, move out the debris so the truck can get through, the vehicle can get through. And I want to have them unloaded at the campground store. I also want to put a guard on the store uh, just so people don't start going crazy. Uh, we really need to ration everything. We don't know how long the zombie apocalypse is going to be. So I always want a guard there. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, we also need to start taking a better account of what we actually have. So I'm going to appoint someone to basically do a list of everything we have uh, based on, and also based on our people so we can start working out numbers in terms of what we need. Uh, because obviously we have those hunters sent out uh, looking for supplemental food sources on that to um, supplement our food stores. Uh, I also start, I, I also want to start talking to everybody, uh, just as I'm walking around, if anyone knows how to do any trapping or anything like that, so we can start trapping, you know, whatever the case may be, um, in terms of animals. I, I have a feeling once the hordes start coming from the cities, animals are going to be, going to be driven our way. Uh, if we start getting an overabundance of animals, I think I'm going to take that as a sign that, um... Uh, a horde is coming because they're running away from them, uh, which is obvious, but uh, I want to get that straightened out. I also want to start clear cutting the trees, obviously not with with uh, chainsaws or anything like that. I really just want to deal with axes and saws, and I want to start clear, clear cutting uh, from the main campsites out towards the road, which is a while, but I also want to start using those logs to start making uh, makeshift fences, uh, like stockade fences, and then go from there. Okay, so uh, they're going to take the food over, um, I guess the restaurant would probably be where all the food's being stored. Now, and before you know, before they leave to do that, they are going to report to you that they've noticed more zombies then uh, the first team that was out did, you know, there's like, they said little packs of them and like threes and fours just kind of roaming around every every few miles they noticed them. Um, they don't believe they were followed by any of the zombies, though. All right. Uh, the next thing I want to do now that we're getting our stores uh, set up. Uh, stores of food and goods and all that kind of stuff is I want to start basically kind of like a militia force. Obviously, we're talking about training on the bows and arrows. I want to continue that. I also want to have at least a good 10 people, uh, almost like a volunteer fire department, except in this case, a volunteer uh, militia force that's ready to go at a moment's notice once we hear the dogs barking uh, at something. Uh, and I want 
Like those 10 people, and I also want, if there's any kids in the thing, I want a runner for that militia group to wake the other group, the, the rest of the members up uh, so we can be ready for an attack. Because as as the previous team said, said uh, we're getting more zombies. Still not a huge herd or anything like that, but I want to uh, have everyone ready, you know, when that time comes, because it's not if, it's when, uh, based on what we saw from earlier news reports of uh, zombies basically destroying Philadelphia. Okay, I mean, you, you have no shortage of volunteers for the militia force. Like, everyone's pretty excited, I think, to do that. Um, obviously, some people can't stop what they're doing to train, but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, so I'd say you have have um, 15 people who aren't like essential workers for other tests that are uh, that are volunteering to train for your militia. Now, a as you get those 15 volunteers, you also get word from your from your guy at the infirmary that the uh, that the that the guy there is waking up. All right, I'm going to uh, start them working uh, my militia on the bows and arrows. Obviously, with bows and arrows, as they're shooting at a target, we're not wasting ammunition as we would be with bullets. So whether they're good with uh, bows and arrows or not, I want them to start drilling on that. Uh, I want the remainder to really start working on the stockade fences and clear-cutting an area around uh, the camp. I want to go to the northern section of the camp and start uh, moving those uh, trees, those fallen trees that we've uh, cut down and doing at least a four foot high stockade fence and start working that around the perimeter. But starting at the north, uh, because if we have like a four foot uh, fence, at least the undead will have to start walking around it. It's less for us to guard. Uh, we only really need one person there to be on the lookout for when they come and then he can raise a signal that they're coming and uh, I'm going to run to the infirmary meanwhile uh, after I get that started with the uh, the stockade fence and the drilling on the archery. Okay, so the stockade fence is going to be a pretty lengthy project. I'm, so you probably have about 10 people working on that. No, actually, I don't think you do. You probably have like five or six people working on that and the rent and the rest are either hunting patrolling or drilling to be in the militia so that's going to take a while but you you have nothing but time essentially at this point anyway unless you want to divert forces from other areas to help build the fence quicker and then you said you're going to the infirmary right so we're at about 31 minutes do you want to call it because it'll probably be a 20 minute episode or do you want to keep going a little bit uh it's up to you you want to stop it now well we can stop it now or we can go like we can do the thing at the infirmary and stop it after that. I think that would be good. Whatever you come up with uh, at the infirmary uh, as the stopping point. Yeah, before I answer, your okay. yours will be the last. So we'll do the infirmary last. Then you'll end the episode with with your uh, normal, you know, older young nerd. Normal's gonna be boring. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. So I'm not really gonna talk. I you've been doing oh, I have. Yeah, I I, I did the, the social media podcast thing. I say my name. Then you say your name and take us out with the normal new boring because we can't really do the back and forth like we would. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Oh, oh second. All right. Good. All right. So you get to the infirmary. Uh, the the guys come to. And he's speaking with the camp director quietly. Um, when they notice you come up, uh, you know, they don't look guilty or anything. They just look like they were having a private conversation. Now you're coming up. What do you want to? Um, what do you want to ask? All right. First, I want to see, um, you know, if he appears ill or anything else. I want to ask him 
you know, what happened, you know, why he was unconscious to begin with, why he uh, passed out. Uh, that concerns me, and uh, I wanted to see what they were talking about. Okay, so um, basically he passed out because he was lost in the woods for about a full day without any food or anything. So it's just sheer exhaustion. Now, as for what him and the, and the, the owner were talking about, uh, they were talking about if he saw either the missing hiker or the his missing co-worker that he went out with. And he's saying he saw neither of them. At one point, him and his, uh, his co-worker got separated and... He, he hadn't seen him since that point. He got he got pretty lost at that point. All right, I want to ask him if he's willing to strip down just to make sure we can see that he was not bitten at any point, and then I'll uh, I'll take it from there. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't. He he says he hasn't been bitten, so he has no problem proving that. So you can uh, do a strip search or whatever. All right, so I have him stripped down to his underwear. Um, I take a look at him. Uh, I'm assuming I don't see any bite marks, so I'm going to just tell him, you know, go home and rest. Um, but in the future, don't go off uh, by yourself. And uh, we really have to work on the buddy system with, with everyone in the camp uh, so no one's ever alone. Okay, so you've given him the once over, and there aren't any injuries you didn't already notice when, when they brought him into the infirmary to begin with. Just, the, just like uh, one pretty bad gash and just a few cuts. So he's happy to be back. He's going to go get something to eat. And uh, I think this is a good place to call it for today or for this episode anyway. So um, remember to follow us on social media and all major podcasting sites on our old nerd, young nerd. As always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal is the newborn. <laughs>